Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And today I am joined on the podcast with our deacon of Sacred City Youth, Alex Tate. How's it going, guys? Our deacon of worship, Joel Bickford. Hello. And my pastoral assistant, Kevin Knorr. Hey, guys. Now, you guys should know by now that we've kind of got this rhythm where we're doing a pretty good job of putting out two podcasts a week. One podcast is on something that's going on in the culture, something that we need to feel, we feel like we need to talk about, maybe something you guys are asking us. And the other podcast is what we're calling Theology for Everyone. And that is us slowly but surely and systematically working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. The Westminster Confession of Faith is a small systematic theology um, helping us to think more biblically about salvation, about God, about us, about all kinds of different things that the scripture talks about. And we find ourselves right now in chapter 15. We've been looking at kind of the golden chain of salvation, and now we've been in um, the section called Of Repentance Unto Life. So last, t- last week we talked about how repentance was unto life, that repentance is a gift of grace from God, and it's not a bad thing. Um, it's actually something that's necessary for us, and it's a good gift given by a good God to um, confess our sins to Him and to be restored into right relationship. Today, we find ourselves in Article 3, and we're going to try to get to Article 4. Um, Kevin, you want to go ahead and read that for us? You bet. Although repentance be not to be rested in as any satisfaction for sin or any cause of the pardon thereof, which is the act of God's free grace in Christ, yet it is of such necessity to all sinners that none may expect pardon without it. All right. It's important for us to remember the context once again. Um, The Reformers... Martin Luther made his number one of 95 theses that the whole of Christian life is meant to be repentance. Now, there's lots of reasons he's talking about that, but one of the main reasons he's talking about that is he's addressing this issue in the Catholic Church that taught that, one, repentance was a work that we were to do, but then there was a penance, or even indulgences. You could buy indulgences. And basically what indulgences were was like, well, you know, you've been, you've been forgiven by your past sins, but you're still sinning. And therefore you still are sinning against God. So you have a debt to God. But what you can do to pay off that debt or pay down that debt a little bit, and they thought when you, when you die, you go to this place called purgatory. And basically you're going to you have to sit there for... And, pay for your sins for a little while before you get to heaven, okay? Well, one of the things you can do is you can give money, you can buy these indulgences, and the Catholic Church was using these indulgences to pad their coffers, to build their buildings, to... Hmm. They knew they couldn't tax the poor. The tax would... the, The poor would revolt if they would put a tax on them, but they could institute this, uh, play off the guilt of people. These hmm. people couldn't read the Bible, they didn't understand the gospel. They'd go to the priest, and the priest would say, oh, yeah, you're forgiven of your sins, but you need to go pay some penance. You need to go 
do these different things, 10 Hail Marys or whatever, and then go pay some indulgences uh, in order to pay off some of these sins. Mm. Now, you could all pay down some of these sins. Now, you could also pay indulgences and buy your relatives out of purgatory. <laughs> wow. So Uncle Johnny died, and he was a pagan, and you could, but he was baptized as a, as a Catholic. You know, Well, he's in purgatory. Well, let's go give $100, whatever, you know, whatever they did back there, German francs. Uh, let's go pay and buy him out of um, out of purgatory. Now, this was kind of like what casinos do. Mm-hmm. Casinos basically are casinos are attacks attacks on ignorant people. <laughs> yeah. Casin, casinos are attacks on people who think they can actually go win and beat the house. Right, mm. right. Like, and so they take their money up there and they lose they lose most of it. Right, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a dumb tax. It's a stupid tax. Okay. Well, this was, this was a guilt tax. The people felt guilty. Mm. They couldn't read the Bible because uh, it wasn't printed in their own language at that time, and most of them couldn't read. And so the priests and the Pope played off of those, that guilt and played off that fear and extracted basically a sin tax. Hold on a second. I'm not, I'm not very familiar with the, the Catholic uh, piece, but so you're saying that a person would go to the, uh, the priest, right, and ask for their, for, uh, their sins to be forgiven. So in that moment, like, would their sins necessarily even be forgiven? Because, I mean, he's, he's just a man, right? Right. Oh, no, no, he's not just a man in the Catholic Church. So that was another problem that the Reformation sought to solve, that he was God's man, and I am not God's man because we're, we're not all made in Mago Dei. There's not the priesthood of all believers, mm. that this guy is an upper echelon of religion than I am. He's more access to God than I do. Wow. And so that, the Catholic Church was all kind of jacked up. And that's why we needed. That's why we needed Martin Luther to nail his ninety-five theses to the door of Wittenberg Castle. Castle. So, the, repentance is a gift of grace. Um, but and Luther said, but it's, it should be. But we should always be repenting, you know, because we're constantly sinning. So we should always be repenting. It's not something you do once. It's something you continually do, and it's not a work, and. It's not penance or indulgences, okay? So this is what they say. Although repentance be not to be rested in as any satisfaction for sin. So our repentance isn't what saves us, okay? Or any cause of the pardon thereof. Our repentance doesn't cause God to forgive us, all right? We got a text for that. Ezekiel 36. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourself for your iniquities and your abominations. It is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord God. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, our house of Israel. So God, what God is going to do is not based upon their ways. It's not based on what they're going to do. Yeah. The same goes for repentance. God doesn't forgive you because you repented. Um, and the reason being is because, honestly, you, you, you can't even, well, first off, you can't repent without God enabling you mm-hmm. to repent, okay? So some, some might say, like, uh, what is the point of repenting if God's going to forgive your sins um, previous um, in, the, in the midst and then future sins? Relational reconciliation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's the that's the major that's the major theme. Like, I I'm pretty sure that my wife is gonna forgive me, 
when I sin in the future too. But when I do sin, I need to go to her and confess that sin and apologize, right? So the relationship can be restored. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're going to act, it, your actions towards her are going to look a lot more like penance than they are loving relationship and repentance mm-hmm. because you're going to try and be making up for that thing instead of just acknowledging, hey, I was wrong and I want to turn from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or I'm going to be, it's going to create relational distance. Yeah. I'm going to avoid her. I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to be open. And, it, and the relationship is going to grow cold and begin to wither and die. Yeah. Same thing happens with our relationship with God. Yeah. So repentance is not to be rested in as any satisfaction for sin or any cause of the pardon thereof, which is the act of God's free grace in Christ. Scripture. Hosea 14, 2 and 4. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity, accept what is good, and we will pay with bowls the vows of our lips. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my Mm. anger has turned from them. I will love them freely for my anger has turned from them. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of New Testament texts that we could go to as well um, on that Romans 3, Ephesians 1, that our faith comes to us by a gift of grace, that God himself is gracious and kind, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. The, we, the reason that we are forgiven is because God has given us grace. Now, again, remember, repentance is, we'll go back to Article 1, repentance unto life is an evangelical grace. Mm. So the reason we can repent is because God has given us the grace of repentance. Mm -hmm. Okay, So we can't rest in our own repentance like it's a work. So a, a, a sinner who is not moved by the Spirit and has not been given grace, they could say the words of repentance and not be forgiven. Mm. Right? Because they don't have the they don't have the gift of grace. Right. So what's this idea of this word rest? I feel like I can maybe interpret that in one of two ways. So the negative sense of the positive sense of rest, I guess, would be I've I've gone I've I've God has given me the gift of repentance. I've realized I I'm I'm, I've sinned in some way against him. I go to him. I admit that, confess it, and then I, there's kind of a moment I feel like of like the weight. I realize the weight has been lifted off of me in Christ. That feels restful. There's a rest that comes to my soul from not bearing, realizing I'm bearing the weight of my own sin. This resting in sin is. I almost think of like the uh, Bonhoeffer idea of like cheap grace. Like is that like I'm yeah. just like so rested in doesn't mean one of the fruits of the gospel is rest. Mm-hmm. But to rest, but we rest in Christ. We rest in grace. We don't rest in our repentance. So we don't, another word you could say is trust in. Okay, mm. okay. Right? There we go. Trust in. So, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I've repented. I, I confessed my sins to God and I repented and I accepted Jesus Christ in my heart gotcha. when I was eight years old. And, mm-hmm. and so now I just live my life how I want to live. Mm-hmm. No, you're resting in that old repentance. And that's not evidence that you have the grace of Christ in you at all. Helpful. Yeah, good. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> okay, so we can't rest in it, yet it is of such necessity to all sinners that none may expect pardon without it. Text. Luke 13. 
three. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Boom. From the lips of Jesus. So, <laughs> we all have to repent. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's not our repentance that saves us. It's the grace of God that saves us. Yeah. Okay? And so, again, our repentance is not to be rested in. We can, we, the whole of life is one of repentance. So as God brings sin to our acknowledgement, our calling from God is to repent of that sin. So, to confess it and turn from it. So, so repentance is a gift given to us by God, offered to us by God. It is our responsibility to receive that gift in a sense, unpack it and use it before we actually apprehend any of the benefits. Not necessarily. No. Okay. Yes. Except before we receive any of the benefits. No, because we've already received grace. Okay. We've already received faith. So we've already received God. Mm -hmm. But what is our, our, what is our response to that? Repentance. Repentance, okay. Right? And what is our ongoing response to the grace that we get? Repentance, 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 repentance. repentance. And one of the things that does is it keeps us from growing proud. Mm. Yeah. Keeps us from growing cold to the reality that God is constantly giving us grace for for our our greatest need, right? Over and over and over and over and over. So it makes us more aware of the work of Christ, more aware of... um, our, our ongoing battle with sin, yeah. our ongoing need of grace, and God's ongoing provision of that grace. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Article four. As there is no sin so small, but it deserves damnation, so there is no sin so great that it can bring damnation upon those who truly repent. And that's a slap in the face, but then love at the same yeah, time. That's, that's <laughs> it's inc- confusing. Incredibly good news. <laughs> Man. It's your worst thing you ever thought, but you're more love than you ever hoped in Jesus Christ. You that's know? right. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's a challenging first line, isn't it? Yeah. As there is no sin so small, but it deserves damnation. We got a text for that, of course. Yeah, Matthew 12, 36. Jesus says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Hmm. Tate has one too. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay. This makes me think of the garden. And if you think about it, if you think of sin just in terms of the act of what is done, you might trivialize it and think, well, that was a, that was, that was a small act. Which, you know, they ate the fruit. They just disobeyed. It was a little, it was a little sin. But when you th- unpack so it. So, the, yeah, they did something that every single one of our children do every single exactly. day. Exactly. Hey, don't get a cookie. Hey, no, you can't mm-hmm. have a snack. No, you know you can't do that. And you, we find that wrapper on the floor. They take yeah. that bite and they look at you like, I yeah. can't have this? <laughs> oh, I thought you said yes. Yeah, it's not. Mom said yeah. yes. It's not even that. Hey, they know the rules, and then yeah. you wake up in the morning and you see wrappers on the, wait, 
<laughs> or did, or, or, it's seeping out of their pillowcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, one time, listen to this. This is so this is how bad I was. My mom found <laughs> I had a bowl mixed with uh <laughs> it was brown sugar and sugar mixed together. And I was just eating it. Wow. I had it in my bed, like, for days. And I was just eating it. And my mom was cleaning my room or doing something and found it. A bowl of sugar. Wow. Just eating a bowl of sugar. Yeah, that explains so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, but how many of our kids, you know, Halloween candy, whatever it is. Yeah, you can't have, you can only have three pieces. You can only do this, 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 this and then, right, they disobey. And... We don't kill them for it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right? But... So that's a small sin. What is, what is the big sin look well, like? Well, that's what I was kind of getting at. If you just look at it like, well, that's something small. Like, really, Jesus is going to... Yes, he actually did come to die, in a sense, for that, if you want to call it a surface sin. But it was the implications of what was actually underneath that. They're, they are trying to become God themselves. They... Yeah, I mean, obviously they're disobeying his ways, so there's actually a depth to that sin where that Jesus yeah. also came to pay for and die for. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is why how we interpret Scripture matters and our worldview matters. From 21st century American, we look and go, they ate an apple. Talk about God is so petty, divine overreaction. That guy's got serious anger issues. But if you understand the human heart, if you understand who God is first, Mm -hmm. then you understand why disobedience against him is in the words of R.C. Sproul, which I think is phenomenal, cosmic treason. treason. We still shoot people, or not shoot people, we should shoot people for treason, but instead we lock them up and put them away for life. But I think we do have the death penalty, but probably very few people actually get it anymore. Um, but the wages of that sin, treason, is still usually, you know, death, mm-hmm. right? Well, a ma- and that's against a country, mm-hmm. a fallible country, right? That, that mm-hmm. may- they might tell you to do something bad and you say no and they call you, you know, treason. But what Adam and Eve did was against a holy God, mm-hmm. a perfect, benevolent, kind, loving, gracious, yeah. all-knowing God. Yeah. And so it wasn't a small sin. It wasn't. It was cosmic treason. It wrecked the whole universe. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and this, we should also think about that. Many people look at the laws in the Old Testament and laws in the Bible. And, oh, how silly. Those things. What does it really matter if you're not hurting anyone? Mm-hmm. No Christian should ever say that. Right. Eating an apple or eating a fruit, mm-hmm. how is that hurting anyone? From that perspective, it's not hurting anyone. But what happened because of it? It invited destruction into the human race and into the planet. Mm -hmm. Like there's stuff going on downstream. We're talking rape. We're talking murder. We're talking genocide. We're talking idol worship. We're talking demonic stuff. We're talking all the way down to the crucifixion of the Son of God because of someone 
Oh, no big deal. Just eating an apple. Just taking one little thing. See, this is what people don't understand. There's all, every sin has repercussions. Every sin. So you, you think that having sex outside of marriage, oh, that's not a big deal. It has repercussions. You don't know. You're not, you might not be aware of it right now. Yeah. Even just porn, right? A lot of people are just like, hey, it's not a big deal, but it's ruining families. You know, it's on expectations. You know, yep. all these things. Yep. Here's something from my, just personal from my week this week, where I had this temptation to, to believe that sin was small. Didn't sleep very well in a very agitated state. My son Judah was just being a six-year-old and asking me a lot of questions. And, you know, it was irritating me. And so I... I caught myself in an act of, I was talking to him like I wouldn't talk to anybody else that I respected and loved or just respected. And I was like, stop bothering me. Like, like and, and then I had this moment of like, it was literally this, like telling myself, that's not a big deal. What you just did is not a big deal. And then having to pause, be like, no, that is a big deal. Looking at him in the face and say, hey, Judah, I would never talk to anybody that way. I should never talk to you that way. That's not okay. Will you forgive me? And he's like, he says, yeah, dad. Don't worry about, you know, it's okay. I was like, no, it's not okay. Explaining, explaining to him, like, no, you've been made in the image of God, that whole thing. It's like, there is no, there is no small sin in a sense, because mm-hmm. that could, who knows, he could remember how I talked to him for the rest of his life, and it could mm-hmm. cause all these sorts of problems. It's like, in a sense, I know they say there, no sin so small, but there really is no small sin if we really take it seriously. Yeah. No, no, because <clears throat> there is, how, this is how I say it, there is no si- small sin, because there is no small God to sin against. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. You know? And you not just as a sin against Judah, but it's also a sin against his God. heavenly father made yes. his image. You know what yes. I mean? All yes. of us. Okay, so every sin deserves damnation. I talk about this a lot in my preaching mm-hmm. because I completely disagree with our culture and most churches in America that people already know they're sinners and they don't need to be told they're sinners and... We don't need to talk about sin. People talk about sin too much, and all we need to talk about is the good stuff. I think those people don't know what they're talking about, that they're not biblical, and I completely reject it. And so I spent a lot of time trying to convince people they really are sinners, and sin really is, it's sin is worse than they think it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't think if you, if you don't understand how bad sin is, you're not going to understand how good graces and what Jesus has done for us. Mm -hmm. So there are no small sins, but everything, everything deserves damnation. So there, so there is no sin so great that it can bring damnation upon those who truly repent. We got a scripture for that. Got a couple Isaiah 55, seven, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man, his thoughts, let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. Praise the Lord! He will mm-hmm. abundantly pardon. And then mm-hmm. Isaiah six, or Isaiah one sixteen and eighteen. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, and then come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Mm-hmm. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Hmm. So, I've got this annoying drain in my bathroom. It's 
just on my side. My wife is convinced it's because of my hair that I shave, you know, and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. It just clogs up all the time. So we basically have to live with, like, Drano. We all, like, once every two weeks, okay. I got to dump a... You don't see where this is going? This doesn't make a clear connection to you between this? <laughs> just wait. All right, so... I snake through there. <laughs> so so, so I, I have to have this, this Drano stuff, and I have to pour it down this clog... Um, or pour it down this drain every time there's a clog, every time something happens. And it's consistent. It's like every three weeks, right? Now, Drano is the tool for that job, okay? Now, there could be other tools. There could be a whatever, a snake or something like that. But Drano is the tool that I've got for that job. Sin is that clog in our life. It happens ev- all the time. It happens every single day. The tool that God has given us to deal with that reoccurring sin is repentance. That's the tool for the job. So we don't rest in our repentance. We don't work for our repentance. Our repentance isn't a work to earn God's... God's not in heaven going mad at us and waiting for us to... No, repentance is the tool that the Father has given us to use when sin clogs up our heart, when sin clogs up our mind, when sin... So it is still a gift of grace, but it like, I wouldn't go, Hey, I used Drano last, I used Drano a couple months ago. No big deal. And just ignore it. Right. It's going to create a huge mess in my, my wife would kill me. Right. It's going to create a huge mess. The same thing. We can't say, well, I, uh, yeah, you know what? I told my story last month and I always know that that's my issue. So it's just no big deal anymore. I'm just done repenting. God knows me and I know, you know, no. The tool God gave us to deal with our sin on a consistent basis is repentance. So we just keep confessing it to God. We just keep turning from it. We just keep, we just keep doing it. That's the, that's the tool that the Father's given us, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's a gift yeah. of grace. Amen. Amen. Any thoughts? Any, any closing thoughts? That's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the the action of repentance is like, what, what, you know, what does that practically look like? It's not just verbal acknowledgement, but repenting is, you know, what we say is that it's that turning away from. So in your life, when that, you know, when that drain clogs again, you know, Oh, there, there, there that is again. And now I, I, I'm going to reapply the, the Drano and I'm, I'm going to take that action. Like there's a, there's an action step to take in your life that repentance actually bears fruit with your, yeah. your hands or, your, you know. And there's a, there's a good book. Um, it's just called Repentance by Thomas Watson, a Puritan, mm-hmm. that if you want to go deeper in the subject of repentance, I would really encourage you to read it because repentance is deeper than we usually think about it. It's yeah. not just, Jesus, I'm sorry for doing that. That repentance should involve the hatred of the sin. Yeah. And not just the hatred of the consequences of the sin. Mm-hmm. So when you sin, you violated God's law and you violated your conscience. You've just done something that most of us think we shouldn't do and most of us think I'm better than this and I so you've like oh crap 
I can't believe I'm, I'm freaking, I did this again. I'm a freaking idiot, mm. you know? Many people repent after that. And that, what they're feeling there is the consequences of their sin. They don't actually hate the fact that they love their reputation more than they love God, and that's yeah. what caused them to do it in the first place. Or they're, they're looking for a moment gratification, and that's why they did it. They'd rather have a moment's gratification to feel in control than actually feel the uncertainty of their life with God or feel their uncertainty in the world or actually reach out and ask for God's help. So they're actually, what, what they feel bad about is once they wake up and, and just the, it's just the consequence of sinning. Like, crap, mm-hmm. I sinned again. I feel guilty. I feel shame. And God has given us that sense of guilt and that sense of shame to motivate us to repent. But our repentance needs to go deep enough where we actually hate the sin itself Mm. and not just the consequences of the sin. So is there times that you will like want to repent, but you're not necessarily hating the sin? For sure. Okay. Yeah. So, but is that true repentance then? I think I'm going to say, and this might, I'm uh, from sitting right here, I'm going to say yes and no. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, I'm repenting because God tells me to repent. Yeah. No, because I realize I don't really hate this sin. And so God, I'm repenting because you tell me to repent, but I ask that you would help me hate this sin. Mm-hmm. Help me see this sin the way you see this sin. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. And that might take a hundred times. That might take mm-hmm. a thousand times. Yeah. Um, but I believe that the Lord can grant that to you mm-hmm. and, and answer that prayer yeah. where you actually come to hate that sin and not just the consequences mm-hmm. of the sin and and then and then you once you get to that point you you do become less likely to commit that sin again yeah you know like you know i don't eat cauliflower why <laughs> i hate it i hate it <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but the reason i sin is because there's something about it i like in the moment yeah so if i if the lord can change my desires in such a way that I actually hate that sin, I'll be less likely. You know what I mean? Like, I hate laziness. The Lord has done something in me to hate laziness. So I'm, I'm, it's very unlikely that I will sin in the form of laziness. Right? Right? That's that's a good thing, right? And I have that's just one example of of the way the the Lord can change your desires, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now we need that in all kind of different areas. Basically, every area in the Scripture we need we need yeah, to say, area. okay, Lord, help me hate this, help me hate that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what it means to have a Christian worldview. 
is we love what God loves and we hate what God hates. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so repentance is a gift of grace. It's not to be rested in. Uh, we need to remember at all times there are no small sins, but there are no sins so big that God cannot forgive us because Jesus Christ lived the perfect life and died the death that we deserve to forgive us for anything. So we can confess it, we can repent it, we can come to God and we can receive grace upon grace uh, and forgiveness to walk in new and right relationship with him. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. Um, send us an email, justinsacredcitychurch.com. I'd love to help you in any way. I'd love to answer any questions. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless you. Talk to you soon.